Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. This is episode 49. And today we are joined by the based, the beautiful, and the infamous Sky Daddy. <laughs> Welcome, Sky Daddy. Thank you. That was a great, great, great introduction. I appreciate it. Long time coming. This is a yes, long time coming. Time. Yeah. Sure. So you've you've been through the ringer, haven't you? We were originally gonna do this. Um, and then your main account got nuked from Twitter. I guess we'll just start right off with that, man, and, and maybe yeah. tell us a bit what happened, you know? Well, uh, RIP Sky Daddy account. Um, <laughs> we will miss it. Yeah, the last one, the last thing was the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. And um, it actually came after a break. Like I took like a couple of weeks off of Twitter and I was getting back on. And I'm getting spiritual and shit. But I knew, like, I wasn't supposed to get back on at this time. Like, I knew I was just supposed to, like, go inside. And most times in October, people may find it weird. But, like, almost every October, like, my friends, anyone around me, they're used to me disappearing into, like, February. So I was getting back on Twitter. I didn't really That sounds healthy. That sounds really healthy, actually. Yeah. Like a hibernation period. It is. I really suggest it to everybody, like, straight up. And just do, like, a whole bunch of fasts and dopamine detox during that time. And just like renew yourself for the oncoming uh, season. So that's because I like what winter solstice things. But um, so I was talking, but I got back on and the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was going on. And um, I was just talking about how I pretty much think it's all scripted and our reality is all scripted and he's a crisis actor. Yeah, it's, like, it's a distraction type things, basically what you were saying. And you yeah. said, you said F kyle rittenhouse was one of the things yeah. that, and okay. i think that was the tweet that got removed which is interesting because it was a tweet against kyle rittenhouse and most of the tweets commenting on the rittenhouse case i found that were being removed were the people saying he did nothing wrong in support of him so your yeah. case was kind of unique in that yeah well i was saying fuck kyle rittenhouse i was saying fuck the writers who were touching small businesses like sure. whatever you do to big businesses i won't say and provoke tell people to do that because i don't want to end up on the terror uh, list too early we you're already on it girl come on <laughs> i know i don't want the come feds on. to come a little earlier than, than so unfortunately but, um but yeah we're we're all on that shit now <laughs> for sure like everyone is up the fucking big tech snitches but um the corporations fuck them but small businesses i just think it's bad for you know the working class and it's just fucking retarded i can go into it all day so i was just going off on all of it so I was just, you know, going off on a few book tweets and then um, someone popped up uh, and like baited me or something and was like, you hate white people. You're just another racist black. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I hate all whites, like jokingly, obviously. And then as soon as I said that, it was obviously a bait. And I was that's, like, what they, that's what they do, though, man. That's yeah. what these little fucking bitch ass people do. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously a bait. Um, and then but I mean, like they instantly like it was almost it had to be Twitter like that ringed it like also before that happened they logged me on my account twice like and it started slowing down mm. so already when that happened and i was talking about this i knew that like shit was fucking did you have a warning previously before this because i know they have like a strike system I think. oh yeah i had like two on there um for some stupid shit or whatever hateful conduct yeah um so this one it just happened instantly or whatever and that also, I was going off on something else. I was going off on the left and the right that day. So I'm sure I was just getting reported from fucking everyone. Pissing everybody yeah. off. Well, that's one of the things <laughs> we we loved about you since we first found your page and, and you know, read your views and you expressing them is that you don't, like, hold any allegiance to 
either side it's for you it's just and we're the same it's a matter of uh calling it as you see it calling it as we see it and calling out authoritarianism whether it comes from republicans or democrats or radical lefties or radical white nationalists or whoever the fuck it is if you come up in this shit and you're like this is how it is we're going to control how people think and how they live and what they do and all this you're an authoritarian fuck out of here and i think that's the best position to take right now <laughs> Because it will be used against you. Like, obviously, these political labels were created and structured by the fucking institution. Like, the left, the right, and what that means had literally been manufactured through media and the newspaper, social media, which made it really easier for years. Like, they've been doing this. Divide and conquer is, is just, it is the number one, I think, axiom that people in power play. It's like, it's like the first rule they need to know is how do I control my subjects? It's like, get them fighting amongst each other and, exactly. and at each other's throats. So, you know, they're not paying attention to how we're screwing all of them. And this was my, my criticism of the BLM movement from the very, very beginning. I'm like, this is what they're doing. They're, they're saying, well, go protest for that, but not the lockdowns, right? And they want everyone to think that like, well, if you're against the lockdowns, that means you must be a BLM person. And it created this sort of, false dichotomy yeah and when sure. you really looked at at the the conversation and the political landscape and what people were saying it was not never that clear cut there was always people who were kind of lefty or moderate somewhat there were still those people who were like fuck the mandates fuck this authoritarian crap that you know like people like me and brent very from right from the beginning and one of the things i yelled like from a megaphone off the roof when they were doing the lockdowns and the the clap at 7 p.m every day in new york i said um, I am not a Trump supporter. Like, fuck you. Like, that was one of the things I yelled. And I wasn't talking to the people clapping. I was talking to the media. Because mm -hmm. the media kept trying to box all people who were opposing the, the mandates and the lockdowns and the response to the virus. Mm -hmm. They were immediately, right from the beginning, trying to box and label all of us as just strictly Trump supporters. Yeah. So that was mm -hmm. why I said, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm an American. That was one of the things I yelled. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah so... Yeah, they divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Exactly, divide and conquer. Yeah, I seen that base ass video of you yelling that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. That was like my. That was definitely like the breaking point. They nuked that. They took that. They nuked that when they yeah, took down my, uh, my my solo channel on YouTube. It's on Rumble. But... Yeah, I put it back up on Rumble. Yeah, but... but Rumble. I mean, Rumble is is great, but honestly, like my the videos over there, I'm not getting like a tenth of the views that I was getting on faith uh, on YouTube. Well, because it, it's just YouTube dominates. It's a smaller thing, and it's still well, up and coming. YouTube's and... huge. It's been around since 2006. So it's like, of course, the, they dominate the public sphere when it comes to video content. It's just that, that's where we are. It might not always be that way, though. And yeah, especially if it keeps up. Yeah, I think there'll be a movement off the main lefty uh, bias platforms, and there'll be other places to go. I think we're in a transition period, but... I think eventually people will make that move. For I feel sure. like we're already seeing it a lot with Facebook too. Like a lot of people have abandoned Facebook mm -hmm. um, for Twitter just because of the, the environment is a little bit more. It's funny to think that Twitter has, is a little bit more free speech than yeah. Facebook, but I think it actually is. But strategically, this is how we got to think about it too. Cause it's like, you still got to be on some of the big platforms because mm -hmm. you're limiting your reach. And the thing is the people who are still on the big platforms those are more the people who need to hear what we're saying, not the people who are getting kicked off of them, who are already saying the things we need that yeah. we're saying, right? So, well, tell us more about Coin Daddy. What's happening with that? Well, well I want to get back to the story, actually. Like, so you, okay. you, 
you get kicked off. You took yeah, time off, right? I took time off, yes. And um, Three, also four, I had a business account on IG. That's like in for my in real life business, never associated with um, Sky Daddy, of course. And um, that shit got disabled within like a day of my Twitter ah, getting disabled. Oh. Then I wasn't able to get into my IG account until I got a new phone. And I was like, hey, what's up with my IG account? Talk to customer service. They're like, oh, nothing's wrong. You should be able to reset forgot password. I'm like, okay, I should be able to, but I'm not. Mm. <laughs> so going on but I was not able to get on that shit until I got a new phone I could have got on from my desktop but I was just like I'm not doing that shit I don't care about social media that much that that sounds targeted it does yes it doesn't it and I talked about my um I was running ads actively on my um Instagram for my work so I'm like okay so I didn't even notice until I went to the ads to see how they were doing and the placements and I was like oh shit it got disabled so what's happened so I went to the accounts disabled I'm like, fuck. So then I had to figure out a new marketing strategy um, to, you know, live and survive, which was all right. Like word of mouth is very powerful. And thankfully there's not many good um, neuromuscular therapists in my area. So it's not really. Rumor has it, according to haters on Twitter, that you're a grifter. You like to grift, you know? Oh yeah, I'm I'm a grifter. It's funny, but that they'll sit there and praise Hassan and him his, his car and his million to like four million dollar two million dollar house in weho yeah. but yeah i yeah. just i don't understand how that man makes money like uh, from what i've heard and from what i've seen of his stream he basically just like he, he rants and then he like plays a lot of videos and then like sort of live reacts and it's a lot of just people, people like that shit i don't know why but there's definitely an, an entire <laughs> audience for for just reaction videos like yeah. I, on youtube i see them all the time maybe i should start like a parody lefty twitch channel where i just like react to react yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah definitely it's easy it's good content like i'm definitely going to start taking some populist um it's good to look at the marketing because it's about putting out volume and to put out volume you need an easy kind of you know, formula to repeat. So I understand. Also, like, so I'm not even mad at these people. Like, fuck them. Like, do what you do, Hassan. You hustle. You know, AOC, all y'all. Just fucking Bernie. You take all these people money and do that shit. Because who gives a fuck? Like, it's a sucker's born every second. The it's only, yeah. You know, the only thing I'm upset is that we get dragged into it. But at the end of the day, I'm coming to accept the same way that. I don't believe that these people should be able to force and influence our life, even though unfortunately they are. Like if they fucking want to be sheeps their whole life and idol worship and that's the majority, then on a spiritual level, that's just what we're doing here. Like it's it's just it is what it is. Unfortunately, the majority is retarded and we are getting pulled in the retardation wave of the consequences <laughs> of their action. Brett and I think we're like we're in a big school basically and yeah like souls are here to grow and like not everyone even has a fully grown one yet like people just yep. have some people have little young like ones a lot of people are very new to being human yeah and then you <laughs> then you got like psychopaths who like arguably don't have a soul but that's a whole nother theological metaphysical thing i'm not even going to get into but basically we're, we're in a school well, you could actually argue that psychopaths yeah. aren't even human because they yeah, don't share my point is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna it's more like they're like an intraspecies predator, yeah. And we've talked about this sort of thing before. But they're, I mean, they're humanoid, clearly. <laughs> well, no, human. but and they're related to us. So they're it human. comes down to how do you define human? You know, if you define a human as, you know, having a full range of emotions and 
the ability to take pleasure in the success of others, then, you know, that's kind of like, that's a human thing. Like we're happy when, you know, our, our friends and our, our people do well, whereas the psychopath only feels pleasure when he inflicts suffering on other people. It's like they're almost which is, human. It's anti-human. It's, yeah. it's because we are inherently social animals. And so, you know, to be a psychopath in a human community or is, is to actively work to damage and to harm that community. So but I think even the predators serve a purpose, you know, in, in, this, in the school, in, in well, the general. But that's not, we weren't talking about purpose. We were talking yeah. about whether or not they were human. Well, I was, the main point I was making though, was that we're in a giant school and we're here to learn, sure. you know, and I think they, they serve a purpose too in teaching certain lessons. And I guess they are also here to learn whatever the hell it is. Okay. Like, is learning you know maybe they're just like i said a really really young or like a soul that's still like hasn't even sprouted yet i don't know but you know we're, we're here to learn and to grow and i think spiritually that's how brent and i always approach it so mm-hmm. people are at their different lesson level you know they're different grade and not everyone is is gonna just get it you know not everyone is and not everyone is seeking that too some people just want a normal everyday life asleep in the matrix you know Uh, we're all snoozing a little bit that's for sure sure yeah Um, with humans well i think that humans like plenty of humans can't feel happy for other people so i think like human i I think it is a, a a subjective thing of how to define human because psychopaths i mean like you look at a lot of these people who want to like force us to live like they they would and they're just so enraged and hate and filled with hate because we want to live our own lives i mean shit that ain't much better than what you know people who are clinical psychopaths or inner species are doing i mean like rules for psychopaths yeah you know that's what happens though when those types of people get into power is they it's like the conscience to me conscience is like a mechanism that can be turned on and off Mm -hmm. and what a psychopath does is they don't have that mechanism it's not a matter of turning it on and off there is just there is no conscience but what they can do is by play acting and pretending they're normal like everyone else they can take power get people to love them and then get them to turn their consciences off to be selective with their empathy mm-hmm. um yeah however that manifests you know it, it could be racism it could be you know the rich hating the poor it, it, you know whatever however that manifests the woke ideology right to label anyone who doesn't fit into it as less than etc i think they're a reflection of our unconscious because anything i see these people do i can find almost in my almost in myself like again i eat animals and i i want to farm livestock and i want to sit there raise and care for and use other beings for my own nourishment my own benefit because i did veganism i did not feel (laughs) i didn't it was unhealthy for me plants also life plants are also life and this is the thing that vegan people don't they they're all, they want to like get on the high horse and be like, well, we're not killing life, we're not destroying life. A plant cell and an animal cell are very very similar, very close together. Besides like the cell wall and a couple other things, yeah. Plants are life. You are killing and ending life. That's part of the cosmos. It's like energy yeah. passing on to other things. But how do we do that? You know, and how do we approach it? I think there's a positive and a negative way to do it. I just think it's all subjective. I, um... The Ouroboros, like I said, the Ouroboros, yeah, exactly. We're all eating. I got it behind me. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boss, bro. I love that. I love spirituality and talking about this more, by the way. Like, I love this shit, guys. We haven't had anyone on to really talk about symbolism and mysticism and, and comparative religion and the soul and those sorts of things. We've, we've touched on it a bit, but we definitely haven't really focused on it. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to 
the reason I'm kind of just like done, it's hard to me, like with the whole political thing to a degree, like if people, if they find me, so I just always end up going back into politics. But um, it's because it's hard to explain without talking about this, like the microcosm and the macrocosm. Yes. I don't know how to explain to people if I'm living for the fruits of another reality and I'm not worried about like what happens to me completely in this reality, I'm going to go through life a lot different than someone who like sees this incarnation as in all, all it is. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to like explain. So I'm, I need to it's work. That, it's the allegory. It's the allegory of the cave. You know, it's like, it we've sort of stepped out of it. We realized, Oh wow. Most of the stuff around us really is just shadows on the, on the cave wall. And we stepped yeah. down, we, we saw glimpses of something more. And then you come back and you try to tell people and you're like, guys, we're just looking at shadows in the cave wall. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that's reality. What? That's like, that's all there is. There's nothing else. And that, it's just Plato was on point with that one. Yeah. Even though he probably didn't make that story, it was just passed on to him. But. Exactly, exactly. They take everything. But um, it's, it's symbolism and, and these things, they just, it's like there was an oral tradition before we really started writing things down and depicting yeah. things more, so. And it's really lost upon us. And now everybody's like, what did the mainstream media write down in sight? Like, nigga, what the fuck? Can you think for yourself? <laughs> they can't, though. And really Brett, so Brett and I are also convinced, like, with, like, half the world, maybe, theoretically, isn't yet at the sole potential point where they can, like, sort of be individualistic or think for themselves. Oh, for like, oh, they for have to fall in line with an authority of some sort. They need yeah. that, like guidance or structure like put upon them. They they're not like seeking it themselves because that's a lot of work. Yeah, the lynching is it the David Lynch the David lynching teachings where it's like infant soul, baby soul, young soul. Like there's different soul levels. If I find it, I'll send it in DM you guys. But it just talks about the different levels of souls and their um, consciousness. And I definitely see that now. Like it's hard to remember. Like spirituality is so amazing, but if you don't integrate it in your everyday life, and that's what kind of my break taught me. It's not, it's just like mental masturbation. Because yeah. if you understand these things, like if your spirituality practice should be able to increase your stoicism and the way you go about life. And um, I don't mind trolling from a entertainment standpoint, but I don't ever want to like actually get into the illusion of bullshit. Because at the end of the day, like you, like you guys know, everyone's on a different level of journey. There's a purpose to all this shit. And I feel like, I felt like for a while I was raging against the people, raging against the shadows. And that's just as retarded. Like at the end of the day, if they want to sit there and play with shadows, like all I can do is like, hey, that's some fucking shadows, but have fun. And then, and then entertain myself and enjoy life with the people who know what's going on, you know? Like at the end, of the, it's just a trap. It's a different level of trap. We have the people who are raging against the shadows. And then you have the people who are raging against the people who are raging against the shadows. And that's going to be our band name, Rage Against the Shadows. The shadows. Telling you, it's gonna be dope. It's so sick. I'm gonna play drums. You know, we're gonna have Sky Daddy on vocals. Brent, I don't know. You play electric triangle or some shit. <laughs> I can't sing, so I'll, I'll play the few chords on the. But you can. <laughs> yeah, death scream. That's how you gotta do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brent can't stand it, but I love that shit. I'm really into metal and stuff. I like some stuff, yeah. but not. You like some of it, not a lot of it. Yeah. You <laughs> love metal. I still do. I just purposely limited um yeah. some of it is very dark and yeah some of it is very i love you know i love dark emo music like it just has to be a thing like i had to consciously it was a thing in my life sure. where i'm like you know frequencies because i it's not like i get sad or 
Like I'll be happy as fuck singing the saddest ass songs, like just vibing in the car. Yeah, yeah. it could not affect you. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, exactly, but it like it does affect. Like I had to realize that just because I wasn't getting affected in the moment, like it seems, just that subconscious music is so powerful to the human soul, and um, the frequencies and vibrations, and especially the people who are in tune with the earth and can feel when things are wrong. Those are the same people who are very sensitive to frequencies. So these having those frequencies happening with the words and all that shit, it really is something to be careful about. So now I probably listen to like, I used to listen to like 70, 80%, and I probably dropped it down to like 30, 40%. And then I listened to like a lot of indie folk or like old R&B, but I love that shit still. Well, when I was younger, I was similar. I definitely listened to, to more heavy music. Um, and I still listen to some now, but I'm much more selective with it. And my taste is just more diverse. It, it was when I was younger, but as I've aged, it's become more and more eclectic. I, you know, you could ask Brent, I'll, I'll like put a rap song on one minute and then I'll have like death metal on and then I'll put some smooth jazz and then yeah. I'll put some, I don't know, like folk country yeah. rock shit on or I just... I'm a musician, so I look at music very differently, and I can find something in most genres that I like. Um, okay. Even shit I hate, I can find something about it. Yeah, if I, I tried really hard, I can find a pop song I like, if I tried really hard. You know what I'm saying? If it's yeah. a vibe, it's a vibe, you know? Well, I mean, even pop songs I hate, I can still find, like, shit about it that's like, oh, that's kind of cool, or, oh, I see what they did there, and because mm -hmm. it's clever, you know, that stuff is, is very crafty, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, the power of it, and we're kind of we're kind of getting into the realm of, of propaganda right now and talking about what that is, but music is a facet of that. Too. Oh, yeah. You know, it, the music that the mainstream Hollywood elitist culture pushes on us does push a particular type of value. And it is designed, it's, it's like to the heartbeat, it's designed to hypnotize you. It's why all the hooks repeat, 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 because that's what hypnotism is. It's just a repetition. It's why in politics we repeat slogans and we make little sayings that are catchy and everyone, you know, make America great again, whatever it is. We love those fucking So it's the same with a song when it's saying like, you know, like some raunchy shit, like, you know, fuck that bitch up, fuck that bitch up. That's what you're going to internalize, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I, I didn't listen to, once I left Urban Poverty, I didn't listen to rap for like maybe five years. Like I was so upset and bitter about what that genre had done to my community. Like, I'm just like, I did not like it. And to this day, I could definitely have some like, resentment for like people who grew up in suburbs and they're like the whole like like even black people who are just completely adopted thug culture like completely adopted like you didn't even grow up there like why did you why do you give a fuck like why are you acting like this it's okay to enjoy the music a bop is a bop i don't give a fuck what genre it is and who you are a bop is a bop and you should enjoy it with limitations but like just the people who created their whole personality out of that shit and they can't see it. It's it was it was. I I know people like that. I know quite a few people like that actually. But you know, yeah. rap is interesting because it, it's like it was definitely something that was a response to the rough environment and culture that Black people were coming up in. But I do think it was also something that corporations looked at as like, let's jump on this and let's let's promote these values more. Let's make this seem cool. Let's make this seem glamorous. Let's. Mm -hmm. You know, make this seem like the, the, this is this is something that all this is what real men do, that sort of thing. 
and yeah. they know there's money in there but i you know maybe there's something more to that too it is to keep social down you know social shaping for sure same thing with you know right rule people and their fucking trucks and their fucking their dogs and their liquor <laughs> and their nascar and their nascar you know and their nationalism indoctrination fuck america like bro like the whole it's cultural you know no, i think what you're seeing is what we were talking about earlier it's people that don't have a strong internalized sense of self and so they glom on to an external structure in order to make that their identity or at least to try it on for a while like that's something we see children and teenagers especially do mm-hmm. is that they go through these these phases where you know they're this for a while and then they're that and then they kind of like you know, feel it out. We've all done that to some extent. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Well, it's a normal part of development. I had trip pants in middle school. I went to Hot Topic. I had trip pants for a bit. I was like, fuck it. People are like, how do you walk in those? I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm a rebel. <laughs> now I look back at it. I'm like, damn, those are the dumbest shits ever. Yeah, I think we, of course, we all go, yeah, shit. That's fucking hilarious. Hey, my nails black. Like I did all that. that's awesome (laughs) that was straight emo full emo well i was more like metal like i i don't know like the metal kids we always looked at like the emos like yeah the yeah i knew like the white people had the metal emo scene little there's there's metal and then there's emo and they they kind of like intersected a bit but like scene wise they were definitely at least where i came up they were definitely different scenes yeah because i i'm also from an urban environment i'm from elizabeth new jersey you know I also grew up around a lot of rap music, a lot of reggaeton, a lot of, you know, stuff like that. So in high school, yeah, you had the rocker cliques and the metal kids. And they weren't all strictly white. I had quite a few black friends who loved metal, loved rock, you know. And then, yeah, you had the the homies and, and you know, the kids who were definitely involved in gang activity of some sort, or at least thought they were. You know, there was a lot of people who, who thought they were hard yeah they were actually fucking hard they thought they were hard because like you said they're listening to this music they're internalizing it they're putting this on as like an identity and they want to emulate it yeah so like yeah it's so crazy like it's insane that people like out of all the things to create in the world and characters create you want to fucking emulate a rapper i think that's insane to me some some are great i'm not gonna I love some rap music, and I really rap music rappers. Rappers, no. yeah. Well, as characters. I enjoy songs, the artists, yeah. but I don't want to emulate them. Like, sure. Oh, yeah. Like, there, I you know, there are a couple who I think have done admirable things, although some of them really lost me. Like, I was a big Lupe Fiasco fan, for example. He fuck he lost me when he was like, "Go vote for Biden and take the shot and stuff and all." I was like what the fuck happened lupe you were like you push your fucking ass out my face bitch what happened dude i was like what the fuck happened you were so like oh my god against the system and and well happy got paid and he's a slave that's what he was told like this <laughs> this was the guy who had his fans protest atlantic records to to get one of his records released because they didn't want to release it because he said controversial shit on it you know like this was the guy who said uh i really think the war on terror is just a bunch of bullshit just another poor excuse to use up all your bullets. How much money does it take to really make a full clip? 9-11 Building 7, did they really pull it? I think it's like, he's that, like, that guy turned into go get the shot. I mean, yeah, because they're all like, just like politicians. They say shit just to get, to get credibility and to create this fan base. And then they lead you astray to where they want you to go. Right. Like, it, like, like I remember now looking back at Eminem, I was when I listened to Eminem 
um, without me because that's my fucking anthem at this point. Um, <laughs> but um, I was like, oh my God, all that Eminem hate, all that Marilyn Manson like shit, all that shit was fucking fake. Like all that, like I remember I'm from Jacksonville and I remember they banned Marilyn Manson and they just like maybe in the last couple of years. Yeah, and this, these are the Christian right people. And it's crazy now that it's like the Christian right people, a lot of them, not all of them, but it's a lot of them we're seeing who are like defending free speech now all of a sudden. And you're then you're finding the wokey lefties as the ones trying to cancel shit. It's funny how the pendulum swings like that. It does. It always does. It always fucking does. And it will again. That's why I don't get too fucking yeah. uh, hype about the right in their agreements with me because I know as soon as you know whoever comes into play I'm assuming Ron DeSantis um they could turn on you too very quickly exactly and they would as soon as I said Kyle Rittenhouse these niggas lost their shit I'm like I mean simpler shit than that the fact that you have uh you know uh like an eye of Horus on your wrist or you're wearing a heptagram on your neck they're gonna be like this bitch is a witch yo like this bitch is she be worshiping she worship the devil yo don't follow that crazy bitch yo you know what's funny there is a whole group like that but I usually do not come across them at all but there's like it's funny when I do come across them they have the best tweets like I wish all my haters were that funny seriously I'm so pissed off I'm like, I wish I came across this more often because the lefty tweets are so redundant. They're boring. Yeah, but man, these people, I was literally yeah. thinking about like making a thread of all my- I, I, I pissed a couple righties off recently. Actually, this week uh, I had one get really pissed uh, because we agree with marijuana legalization and we were having a back and forth about that. And I just got over it and I unfollowed the, the guy. I didn't know him anyway. I'm like, all right, you think I'm a criminal because I smoke pot whatever, unfollow had a meltdown this guy was obsessed with me i had a total meltdown and it goes to show like the they're they're not as tolerant or you know accepting all of them as they make themselves seem either yeah exactly as every they're going to be outliers from every group and that's always going to how it's going to be i would say the mostly i find very few like and liberals in real life the older liberals i feel can find some older liberals who i can talk to but man the younger liberals the younger kids like that's probably the group I least are able to deal with. And, you know, there's there's that small anti-authoritarian left that I will always fuck with. It's a very, very small bit. But yeah, even like I said, to the right, I've always had like right-wing friends. Like it's funny that people are going to right-wing. I'm like, bro, my best, in, in real life, in real ass life, my best friend is a magna-loving fucking white woman who's like 43 and backs the blue. Like that's my real ass friend. And I mean, you- that's what you're about. That's what you're about. At least know what your positions are and know why you hold them. That's exactly. what I was saying. And I know, and it's just because of her ignorance. Of course, she grew up in a certain way and she's going to think of things in a, you know, a certain matter. But I know if something happened to me or if I was stranded three hours out, I could call her and she would come get me. And I'm not about to fucking like reject and deny friends because we don't have the same cultural background. Now in dating, I learned that just not, I, 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 I learned the limitations of that real, real <laughs> quick. Platonically, sure, but... So the, the white women are a little crazy, is what you're saying? Man, I'm not going to say all white women. I'm not going to say all white women. I'm going to say I did date. So I dated, like, all around the spectrum, and it, it, I, I had a really bad um, experience with a conservative white girl and she pretty much threatened to call the police on me oh my god something, yeah and make something up because i was didn't want to be with her because she wow. was fucking crazy yeah that <laughs> is crazy that's yeah, exactly crazy. i'm like this is what i'm talking about bitch and she apologized to shit but obviously i didn't give a fuck 
But um, <laughs> oh, she's watching this right now. Don't get right. me wrong. Bro, if she ever found me, she watches everything. She fucking reads every tweet. If she ever found my shit, I know one thing is that she's seen. That is my biggest fan, bro. But, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I think there's some. I think there's some truth to the saying, and I don't know who said it. That no one, no one watches you harder than people who can't stand you. I know. I like. It's funny. There was like, the fucking lefties are all like sky stands i'm like sky stands you are my stand there's no one more obsessed with me on twitter than you motherfuckers what are you talking about the rest of us just want to be left alone yeah we had gothics on recently and we talked to her about this because she did a whole video and she called it the cycle of insanity Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's these people who hate folks like us getting the attention that we're starting to get any attention know, any attention for saying the things we're saying that go against the narrative it's like oh my god you're not a token minority they can't they can't stand it so mm-hmm. they complain about it they bitch about it they tweet about it they make videos about they promote it. you they promote you and mm-hmm. what they're what they're not realizing why it's a cycle of insanity is they're giving you the attention that they're mad that you're getting and the yeah. more they complain about you getting the attention they're putting more attention onto you and they're just getting you more more followers more people who are like oh wow like i actually agree with that person thanks for bitching about them now i'm gonna go follow them so exactly that happened so much i when i got to 40k on twitter like i think i got 35k within a year maybe and really i had a formula it literally was tweet random offensive shit um that, about cults <laughs> shit posts <laughs> exactly see whatever um people get mad at the most and then i would like like run that into the ground until people started right there (laughs) it's like there's oil under this ground exactly right and i would do that over and over and over and over and over and over over like literally that was my formula like i never strayed from it it, the fact that people still and it amazed me i shouldn't be amazed but it amazed me that I literally said this multiple times that this is my formula. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And people would get pissed every fucking time, man. Like, I'm going tweet about the moon landing because that was, like, the one of the most things that people were, like, she said something about NASA. Oh, my gosh. She's a NASA science denizer. So I'm going to just tweet the American moon landing, see if they fucking catch that <laughs> shit. Like, they're fucking so easy to control. They really, they really are. Yeah. And that's what they're not even worried Cycle like, of insanity. What they don't realize is that if you really don't like a content creator or an artist or, or anyone, a speaker, politician, whatever, the best thing you can possibly do is to just ignore them. You know, it's it's to not give them the time, the energy, and, and the attention, and to not contribute to that if that's what you're really so upset about them getting, right? And the more you do that and you contribute to it and you make videos and you talk about them you are you're part of that so thanks thanks for being for being a great marketing team yeah great fans and you know you're you're really helping elevate minority voices and giving them a platform thank you so much yeah indie platform but hey they give it with one hand take away with the other is fucking fine Mm -hmm. so we're running a little short on time but I wanted to ask Sky if she would tell us what are what are your plans for the future? Are you doing more channels? Actually, are you going to be before going- we get to the future, <sighs> I'm sorry, Brent. We don't have time. Dan. I know. Yeah. I know. I wanted to ask a little bit about the past and and your your origins. Like, where are you from? You know, where do you? Oh, we now? definitely. Yeah. Um, that would be a long one. The long um, story. <laughs> maybe the short version of it. I was born in Cuba. 
I was a hey, military. I'm Cuban too. My mom is Cuban. I'm not. Hey, but. I was just born there. I'm black. <laughs> um, I was born in Cuba, a military brat. Um, then I moved to Jacksonville, Florida, and I spent most of my summers half of the time with um, in South Carolina because that's where my family's parents from. Then I moved to Japan and I stayed there for like five years. Then I came back to the States around the beginning of my adolescence and I ended up being displaced and not having parents because that was, again, it's a long story. So my mom, my dad went and did his thing. Papa was a rolling stone. My mom kicked me out. So I ended up being homeless around 15, 16, 17 wow. area. Then I joined the military to escape urban poverty. Then I got a mandatory vax and got sick. And so I got medically retired from the military. And then I moved around. Um, I kept moving around. I moved to Denver, San Diego, LA, and then I stayed here. Wow. That's um, quite, a, quite a life. You've definitely had quite a life. I, I, didn't did. were, I didn't know you were in the military too. What branch? I was in the Navy. Okay. Interesting. The longest fucking four years of my life. <laughs> but look, really, it, it, it did contribute. In oh man, it was so amazing. You know, yeah, now, so. For sure. If I didn't get sick, I would have like hated who I was. Like the, everything, everything I like about myself honestly came from the trauma that I endured. Like I'm so beyond grateful. Cause I look at these little fucking pussy ass, beta ass, fragile motherfuckers. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that- Oh I my just... God, Joe Rogan said the N-word. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Meanwhile, they say nothing about Maxwell and Epstein. Nothing like silent, like crickets. But <laughs> Joe Rogan said the N-word and it's like- and That's it's... not even a new controversy. Like people have known, like that, that there's a compilation of him yeah. saying the N-word, like- and old. it's old it's like they're know. reviving it because they're out and it's not like he never, he never said it and the only thing that they that they never say that you know he never said it in anger he never said it to disparage anyone he would always talk about it in the context of the word mm -hmm. itself and how people you know yeah. view it and and why people are so you know like even like we tiptoe around it because like god forbid like and you know, the last episode we mentioned that joe biden video that was going around where he said the n-word and just to clarify and correct ourselves a bit from that last episode but that that statement was Biden reading a quote of someone else, but he still said the word out loud in a public forum, just like Joe Rogan. And apparently now context matters to you fucking people all of a sudden. Like that's what I focus on the hypocrisy. I gotta say this and I gotta jet, but we're definitely doing this again. I'm definitely gonna have you guys oh yeah, on for sure, for sure. Um, and then I'll ask what I'm gonna do. I'm sorry I didn't get to that question, but um fuck joe rogan he but he can be able to say what he has to say I, I didn't really mind the words or saying things by like if you're explaining something and saying it but then you're talking about the planet of the apes things i just like i'm so cool with race jokes but do i get like a good feeling about joe rogan no do i care no i don't give a fuck that has nothing to <laughs> yeah. do with me I, I agree in the sense that i do think they definitely want to distract always from something else but this exactly. is definitely a political hit job against him and i agree with him in that sense too we we like joe um there I just think definitely certain things better. about him that we don't always agree on but i don't I think really respect i think he's cia i think he's just a manufacturer really of i yeah. don't know if i would go that far but that would be a very twist <laughs> turn of events if that turned out yeah, he said hey cia talk to me i'm available if you show me the real stuff i'd lie to my grandma like <laughs> yeah. 
I promise you. That guy's a comedian, though. You know, everyone say exactly plausible deniability. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it is a good point. He also does have that CIA guy Mike Baker on like all the time. Who's like every time he's there, I would skip that episode because he just regurgitates propaganda. Yeah, I mean, also, I don't think he is, but wouldn't that be fascinating? I'll say this: the same way they have manufactured idols. For the assimilators, I guarantee you, they have manufactured idol for the resistor. So if you can't name enough, it's because you're missing them. So trust me, they're all the everywhere. And anyone who's on these platforms are and get too big, I promise you, they're fucking controlled. Like it really is. I'm just, I'm, it's, it's so, the illusion runs deep. But I understand that most people like that's him, him apologizing does indicate there's something there where I, they might have a bit of a handle on him and look spotify still took down some episodes you know and at the end of the day they they are still censoring him a bit so. yeah same, th- same thing as trump you know they censor trump they censor people all the time and then as a as a way because it works they're like oh well if this person is is bad or this person's not with us why are they censoring it works you know, that's uh, I, I heard I heard someone pitch that same theory about Robert Malone. I don't know if this is true or not. And but it just doesn't make sense in, into regards to like the mandates and them trying to push all that. But why would they deliberately say censor Malone the day before he appears on Joe Rogan, which gave him more attention and more attention to that episode? You understand what I mean? So I saw some people saying that that was deliberate. They're like, oh, my God, like they, they're doing this to bring more attention to it on purpose. I just don't yeah. get why they would do that. Yeah. hope they need to control the narrative if they need to create that if not if we knew no one was fighting for us i guarantee you we would have been on the streets i 100 yeah. percent know for a fact if there was no manufacturer idols sitting there and there was no people thinking elon musk was going to save them if they if no people think joe rogan was going to save them if no one was buying into george peterson if everyone was like damn everything's controlled because they're, they're saying that stuff too i guess maybe it certain people look at that and they're like oh i guess i don't got to do anything about it they're they're doing it yeah exactly if we were losing hope that there was people up top that couldn't because it will happen once fucking shit but that's why they're building walls and shit around the fucking white house because they know eventually they're not going to their manufacturer idols aren't going to be able to stop what's coming but it's too late now there's robo dogs now they're fucking have robo dog with snipers like we waited yep. so long they have I a wall talk- i was talking about that shit in 2010 i was like guys darpa is developing robo dogs i'm telling you they're going to put weapons on these things just wait and it's only a matter of time before these are going to be on the streets normally and that's going to be life okay. and 2010 i know you're fucking tired bro so where can 2010 i know you're tired bro <laughs> i'm done like i'm like 2010 no i've been awake since high school well it's been a gradual a gradual process of awakening but i was reading behold the pale horse and william cooper and shit when i was 17 okay well, we can talk so. about that later again we're running out of time so, so actually, I, I do have to go now i'm sorry can everybody sorry. find you i'm not used to it i'm used to going longer so well so it will definitely go longer before, like, next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's caffeinated, and then he can't stop talking. Amen. So where can everybody find you now? Um, you can find my twin sister um, and her greatness at Coin Daddy with a K, K-O-I-N, Daddy. Or another account at Shitpost Daddy, S-H-I. Your other sister. Daddy. Yeah, my other sister, other sister okay. out on here. How many twins um, do you have? You got a couple, right? A couple. Yeah. A few. I got as many. I got a few right now. <laughs> yeah. So just so Twitter knows, you know, it's, it's her twin. 
Yes, and Linktree has all my Rockfin links and all that type of shit. So I'll put that so in the they, description. So they sure. removed me. Linktree. Oh, shit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is. That's, that's interesting. Not- that I have to ask nuts. you about that later because I want to know what the fuck that you they said. Didn't, they didn't give me an email. They didn't send me. All I had was my links to my stuff, my YouTube channel, to, to this page, to my, my socials, to my website, to Amazon to buy my books. Like there was nothing on there that was a bannable offense. And all of a sudden they just, they removed my account and I couldn't log in or anything. I just got a message telling me it was deleted. So. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Scott. No problem. I'm going to have you guys on soon. Thank you for having me. Love to be there. Yeah, we'll do Anytime. it again soon. We'll catch up with you later. Thanks for listening, guys. Like, comment, sub. See ya. Bye.